We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to Broncos for Breakfast with Nick Kendall and Scott Kennedy. Welcome in. Welcome in, everybody. It is Monday morning, 1010 at uh, 7.37 a.m. Mountain Time. It's time for an episode of Broncos for Breakfast. I am Nick Kendall and joined by, as always, on these morning shows, Scott Kennedy. Scott, good morning to you. How was your weekend? Good morning. Weekend was solid. Um, Fairly, fairly relaxed. Uh, The boy sprained his ankle really, really badly. So he was out watching on the bench watching. So no stress from that point of view, but, uh, lots to talk about. It was a long weekend for the Denver Broncos fans. I know that it, it started off bad and then it just kept getting worse. The news coming in was it's, it just kept piling on. So we're here to help. We're here to help. Uh, you know, we're not your football priest, but we can hopefully provide an outlet here for the next hour or so to, uh, to vent your frustrations and talk about where do we go from here? Yeah, 100%. It is weird to have us talk so late after the game because it feels like, you know, we haven't, I personally haven't been able to exercise my demons all the way up uh, from this absolutely painful to watch uh, Thursday night game. But uh, we'll get into that and start to, you know, have an, a more overall uh, overarching view on this team so far this season, given, you know, we are in our quote unquote mini bye week. Uh, with the Thursday game to, to Monday. I mean, God, what a big actual uh, layover between games. And uh, <laughs> another primetime prime game time for the game. Broncos. Yay! I remember last season we were complaining, oh man, the Broncos are irrelevant. Nobody wants to give them a primetime game anymore. Now it's just like, God, give me the sweet release of death. I can't take the clowning <laughs> anymore uh, because this team is just embarrassing right now. But uh, maybe they'll turn it around. It's definitely going to be a tough game, but that's uh, not a dynamic uh chargers team right now either very injured so we'll get into that probably a little later on but right now more overarching and review of the indie game uh we got diamond rattler coming in saying boom let's go coffee time mashed potatoes and gravy time mashed potatoes and gravy scott how do you feel about mashed potatoes and gravy for breakfast i I, you put in front of me i'll eat it i i like food so yeah uh had the pumpkin waffles yesterday for breakfast those were those are Mm. those are solid from trader joe's if you haven't done that i uh i highly suggest um, a little whipped cream. I'm not a big whipped cream guy, but a little whipped cream on top of that just makes it. Mm. I, I'm a maple syrup guy, pretty much no matter what. I I adore uh, maple syrup. Giving the fake oh, I mean, stuff. The syrup was a given. Yeah, I mean, okay, waffles <laughs> and syrup. That's a given. So I meant, what else can you you know just a little dab on top of that? Yeah, syrup, pancakes, French toast. Syrup's a given with that. 
Yeah, a little brown sugar on top for some color. Yeah, no, that sounds really good. I'm getting hungry now. Mm-hmm. Uh, good to see you, Diamond Rattler. We got Kevin Gray coming in saying Broncos. Morning, Broncos country. Nick and Scott, do you guys think that George Payton figured out how important the core is on an offense? Denver Broncos for life. I'm not sure exactly what Kevin means by the core on this question. What do you What do you decipher offensive here, Scott? Line. Offensive line. I, I think that's what it means. Um, yeah, you'd like to think. Um, I don't know. I, I, I just I don't want to just keep beating a dead horse on this stuff because before the game last week, we spent a lot of time talking about the lack of resources and attention paid to the offensive line. Um, Nick, you got hit on Twitter saying, you know, I think Scout Kennedy is losing his mind regarding the lack of playing at left tackle. I think it said specifically left tackle, which I didn't mention. I think Garrett Bowles has been fine at left tackle. Uh, but the right tackle position, yeah, I, I've said that the, the the lack of certainty at the right tackle has been a, a chink in the armor of George Payton since I've been covering this team the last two seasons. Dalton Reisner was a problem last year. Nothing. Lloyd Cushenberry was a problem last year. Nothing. He's gotten worse. Uh, and then Quinn and then Quinn Miners, uh, you know, was hurt. So, you know, I'm okay with that one. You, you felt like you had the right guard position, but that's still three positions on your offensive line that you got big question marks going into the season with. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's uh, the offensive line specifically is not great uh, right now, unfortunately. And not to be, you know, totally negative Nancy on this, but does it even matter if you have issues at the pass catching spots? Because guys not named Cortland Sutton are getting open, but they're just getting missed. Uh, I, I don't know if you guys, uh, for your mental health, maybe don't go back and watch that uh, that Colts game, but uh, Jerry, Judy, and KJ Hamler open pretty often uh, in this game schemed open good good by their own merits getting open not getting the ball so hopefully that's something this team can work on uh this week and uh, start to distribute it a little bit more but it's a it's a problem right now we also got our first uh super that i can see coming in here coming in from addison 499 saying i think hackett is too much of the player's friend and the coach he needs to control the team and take charge of uh everything it's too early for me to say and i'm not in there so it'd just be pure hearsay and conjecture on my end uh, to say, you know, he's not taking control of things, but the Broncos, and this is true for businesses beyond football, but you see it a lot in football too. When you go from the old crotchety defensive guy, who's not the player's coach, who, you know, not playing music and nobody likes, well, then we got to, we got to swing really hard the other direction of the pendulum and go for an offensive minded guy who's oh shucks and everybody loves. And a lot of times the, that kind of hardcore back and forth is not the way to go. And you end up missing some, uh, some of the better coaches out there. So um, it's way too early to give up on Hackett. Now, I don't want to go too far into this. It does sound like um, the ownership group is not pleased uh, so far with what's been going on there. And it's not just the scheme. It's, you know, game decisions and uh, institutional control. Uh, But uh, definitely he needs to do a better job of being the dude. I mean, who's in charge here? Who's calling the shots? I think that's a fair question right now. That, that's what I was going to ask you, Nick. What so far? What has been the response to any of these questions? It's been to go in and bring in outside help. You know yeah. that that's been that's been the response so far. We need a coach for the coaches. I need a game management coach. I need I need this. Like it's like you know, as Addison is saying, I need to step up and own all of this. You know, mm-hmm. let's you know start start canning some people. Get rid of all the extra noise and just own it. Say, listen, it's my way or the highway. I'm in charge. It's my ass on the line 
And the more people I have to bring in and delegate it, the less I'm needed here at all. Yeah. So, you know, if I'm going to go down, by God, I'm going to go down my way. That That's I'm, I'm, I'm with Addison on this. It's, you know, it, it, if it's not working, you got to change. You've got to change some of the things you're doing and, and being, you know, the ultimate players coach. Players don't mind structure and discipline as long as you're fair. Yeah. You know, as long as you're 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 fair about it, they don't mind a hard ass coach as long as you are fair. Uh, if, but if they lose respect for you and your decision making, it's over. It, it is absolutely over. It is easier to change a coaching staff than it is than it is to change a fifty three man roster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and uh, just adding to that, uh, seeing the early success of. Mike McDaniel and Brian Dable over there, you know, they're not as injured as the Broncos, although the Dolphins are on their third string quarterback, which you can argue is more impactful than the injuries the Broncos have had. But uh, definitely Hackett's got to get it together. It's not all his fault, but the a lot of the onus does fall on him. Tom coming in here saying the reason I think the reason is fans, I think, are going to ham on this team is there's no hope for the near future. Following season, we have high picks, cap space, and we have had high picks, cap space, and hope for the franchise quarterback. No money, no picks. Yeah, luckily the Broncos, it's just this upcoming season where you don't have the high draft picks. And after that, you can kind of start to rebuild again. I think they have all of their 2024 draft capital at their disposal. If they don't, it's some like really late picks. Uh, but the big one is you can change a lot of things, but you're pretty much married to Russell Wilson mm-hmm. for the next four seasons. I'd have to go through the contract to really get into it. Um it's this and one plus three is this one, really yeah. what it is. Yeah. Four seasons. Unless, so, you know, unless you want to take a $40 million dead cap hit, which is possible. It'd have to get really bad. We've seen it. Yeah. Um, that's frustrating, uh, no doubt. And that definitely leads itself to uh, some But issues. there is money in free agency. That, yes. That's the one I, I I will push back on on Tom. It says there's there's no money. There's there's decent money. Mm-hmm. There's There's plenty of money right now. You know, if you look at spot rack and say estimated cap space for 2023 is $24 million, that's significant. And then, okay, let's look at some of the places we can restructure a little bit and clear up some cap space. Justin Simmons is one. Uh, he's got an $18 million cap hit where you could knock that one down. Uh, Garrett Bowles is 18 and 8. So for his cap hit versus dead cap, you could do something there. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. With Constant Contact. 
Constant Contact's award-winning marketplace platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. It's okay if you don't know much about marketing. Constant Contact's writing assistant tools and automation features help you craft messaging and say the right things at the right time. I use this to help write and send my email newsletters, and you should too. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Uh, Graham Glasgow, you will save $11 million on him when you cut him because he's only he's got a $14 million cap hit with $3 million dead cap. There's $11 million. Ronald Darby is now in deep doo-doo for next season, and you save $10 million on that ca- that cap hit. Uh, Josie Jewell is expendable, another $5 million on his cap hit. I just went through $35, 40000000 million. Yeah. You know, there's there's lots of money available. Um you know, with the restructuring and and the contracts that you could you could remove yourself from. So while yes, we really do enjoy the draft process, which is kind of a bummer. Yeah. Um, there is money available, but like we said, the big problem right now is the big question right now is is your quarterback. Yeah. We didn't think we were going to be saying that coming into October. It's like I've given, I've I've hitched my wagon to Russell Wilson. Am I going to get Russell Wilson? Yeah. And there are legitimate excuses uh, for his play so far. I mean, he's suffering was the tear in his lat, if I'm not mistaken, which uh, could explain some of the missed throws and the timing and some of the ugly throws doesn't really explain the poor decision making uh, that we saw on Thursday and, you know, somewhat through the season way more on Thursday than before though. Uh, But again, uh, hopefully it's something they can improve upon and figure it out. I mean, there's a lot of issues right now on offense, but there are things that they can improve upon. Uh, Kenneth Booker coming in here saying, if not Hackett, what coach would you have signed? I mean, hindsight's 2020. I was, before the season even started, I've been a huge fan of Mike McDaniel since, God, when the Broncos brought over Vance Joseph, uh, I really wanted Mike McDaniel to be the offensive coordinator. That would have been back in 2017, uh, just because I'd heard a lot about him being a run game coordinator and whiz kid now the issue is the 49ers wouldn't let him go because they loved him so much he wasn't allowed to leave until he got that head coaching opportunity in which case you can't block it anymore um so they were fine letting uh, rich gangarello go which i don't even know where rich gangarello's at anymore he, i think he is the off the offensive coordinator for the kentucky wildcats right now he is i think i, I couldn't remember if he was there last year and still there or if he moved on but uh yeah, i yes. think i think i remember uh hearing his name when i was watching a little bit of college football yeah so uh, that's Mike McDaniel would have been my guy. Um, actually, <laughs> the other one that would have been made a lot of sense would have been um, uh, Doug Peterson. You know, get some obviously skins on the wall. And somebody, this is another thing we're talking about Nathaniel Hackett, and maybe this is partially of uh, bringing Russell Wilson here. But and God, I'm gonna hear from Russell Wilson's people or something. But Russell Wilson isn't the caliber of quarterback where he can come in and call the shots uh, in my opinion. I know he gave him the contract like that. He's got his own people have offices in the Broncos facility. This isn't Tom Brady. This isn't Peyton Manning. This isn't Patrick Mahomes. This is a very good quarterback who is borderline hall of fame. I even hate, uh, hate to put him on this, but like the E the Eli Manning category of quarterback right now, maybe I'm disparaged because of how he's been playing, but um, not good enough where he can come in and be like, this is what we're doing. This is what I want. I think you need a little bit of backbone and coach who knows what they want to do and put him in the best position because Russell Wilson, he wants to come in and be 
Drew Brees or Tom Brady, you know, let Russ cook 50 pass attempts a game, empty sets. We have data that says that that things get worse when you go to that kind of offense for Russell Wilson. But it seems like, and from what I've heard, that's what he's pushing for and wants to run. You need to have a coach that can say, no, this is what we're doing. This is what you're best at. This is what the data shows to function in this offense. Now, this isn't hindsight because, you know, we've got a lot of regulars in here, but Mm -hmm. I was against signing a big extension from the get-go. You had two years left of of contract control. What was the rush? If you've got, if you've got Russell Wilson, he's about to tie an extra four years to his, of his career. And you're going to, you're going to commit a quarter billion dollars to him, man, be sure. It's like, oh, well, you could save 20, 30 million dollars. Fine. That's 10% of the overall value of a contract across five, five seasons. So what? Mm-hmm. That's that's not much money, relatively speaking. You know what's expensive? Missing. Mm-hmm. Missing is expensive. Divorces are expensive. That's expensive. Yeah. The opportunity lost is expensive. Man, play some, make sure on both sides. And I, again, I said, I just, I feel like there was, there really shouldn't have been a rush, a big rush on the extension right now. Do you think that deal would get done right now? No, 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 no. Hell yep. no. It wouldn't get done right now. Yep. So yeah, I mean, you know what, what, what really did you save? If this thing worked out, you know, and he's playing lights out, what, what did you save? You know, yeah. And to be fair, a million I on a $300 million contract. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, that's pennies. I think you also saved a little bit of question marks uh, going into the season, uh, not pay, you know having this contract situation looming over the locker room and Russell Wilson's Two pay. Two years though, man. Yeah, I I know, I know, and uh, committing to him long term. You know, this is our guy, and I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, I I liked it when it happened because they weren't paying record-setting money, they weren't resetting the market, and uh, you had some flexibility as far as the the cap room if he played well to manipulate it and move on. But right now, not playing well. It's way too early to write the obituary. We've seen this story time and time again. You know, I already talked about some of these quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers, everybody's ready to write him off. Boom, back-to-back MVPs. Tom Brady, oh, Tom Brady's done. Goes to Tampa Bay. Looks incredible. Uh, Gosh, there's Peyton Manning, neck surgeries, you know, early on, right in the obituary. Now, Russell Wilson isn't those guys. I'm not, but this, I'm not saying he's done by any stretch of the imagination. Plays, I don't think he's yeah. I'm not saying he's done. I just don't think, you know, all the guys you mentioned, except for Peyton, they're with their own teams. You know, they had a track mm-hmm. record with their own teams. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers has earned that with the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. You know, Tom Brady's different, you know, obviously. But, you know, if 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 you're signing extensions to the guys that are there and they're comfortable and they're playing under the same coaches, there's there's some continuancy there. Mm-hmm. There was so much new to then just turn around and drop a quarter billion dollars on a on a on a new quarterback. I mean, this this harkens back to the days of when your first number one overall draft pick used to be the most expensive player in the NFL. Mm-hmm. That's you know this it's not quite that bad because you know Russell Wilson did have a track record, but there was for me I, I was preaching patience from the get go on this one. Yeah. On I both wasn't. sides. Yeah. On on both sides. I get Russell Wilson wanted to secure the bag. I don't blame him on that one. But uh, we got Tom coming in here. 499 saying the first two picks we drafted were wasted. Lucas would have been our best offensive lineman right now. Corner should have been signing as Darby's hurt every year. I mean, 
I know Mathis had the one play where it was kind of like an arm punt that uh, Alec Pierce came down with, and it should have probably Mathis probably should have gotten the ball. But I think overall Mathis has looked competent out there, and I'm excited to see what him and Ojemudia uh, can do for the rest of the season. They have an audition uh, for that spot, and both of them are talented young players still. So hopefully they can be healthy and uh, make a difference. You are going to miss Darby, but um, you have some options there at least. Uh, Lucas, I mean, Scott and I did the draft simulator a hundred times and every single time Lucas was there at 64, that wasn't one of the like Drake Jackson or uh, who was in the Josh Pascal out there. One of those pass rushers that we loved. Um, Then we were taking Abraham Lucas and uh, he's Abraham Lucas every time. (laughs) Yeah. I push back sometimes on the Both teams at the time, you know, when we're doing this, we're doing the Falcons one, we're doing a Broncos one. Both teams seemingly needed right tackles. The Falcons right tackle is playing very well this year. And, you know, the Broncos right tackle isn't necessarily bad, um, you know, all things considered. But, again, it's a, it's a short-term plan. It's a one-year deal. Yeah. One-year deals. It's just risky. I'm going to put a quarter million, quarter billion dollars into my quarterback, and I'm going to have journeyman right tackles. That's how, how could that go wrong? Not great. Um, but thank you so much, Tom, for the supers. We've got some other people coming in. US Dave, Buenos Dias, good to see you. Bama X is in the house too. Good morning, Broncos country. We got Sting Guy saying Scott, national media is calling Russell Wilson trade the worst in NFL history. What do you think? It's a long history, man. I I, I don't know. Um right now, if you if if it continues along this stretch, it's horrible. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's early. It's early days. Uh, yeah. Russell Wilson is too good a quarterback to be playing like this yeah. for the next five years of his career. I'm not convinced. I've seen enough physical ability there to know he's not done. It's not over for him. Um, but if I pile in the draft picks and the contract, if you were on this track, yeah, it'd be it, it, it's a it's a franchise killing four year move. Um, where you better hit on a draft in the third round on a quarterback that you can come in and, and get competency for zero money because you're already paying so much in your quarterback room. But there's some there's some bad trades in there. Help three second round picks for Sam Darnold to move up two spots was horrendous. Yeah. Um, you know, for there there's been some in the past. Um, you know, can you imagine the the Herschel Walker deal now for a running back? Remember when running backs used to matter? Um, you know, and Herschel Walker had, you know, he was threadbare. He had probably 900 carries in college and another thousand carries in the USFL. He's coming to, you know, and then, and then they ran him like crazy in Dallas, you know, Herschel Walker is a freak of all freaks, but still, you know, uh, the, the, the tread on the tire is, is, is going down just a little bit. Um, there's, there's been some bad ones. There's been some ones that have been extremely one-sided. Um, so we'll see there, this it's too early to, too early to tell this one string. I appreciate the, appreciate the comment. Yeah. Thank you so much string guy. We also got uh, sunny days coming in sunny days with the eyeballed sun here. I think it actually is a puffer fish on that first one. I can't really, it looks like a puffer fish. So, uh, God bless you. Sunny days. I'm enjoying <laughs> that. Uh, good morning to you. It's always great to see you. a lot of people in the comments here. Want to say hello to Mandango Dan. Good morning, Broncos country. Uh, let the cast castigation for breakfast why well, i read a different word there i'm here for it um good morning to you nick d in the house too you know what the broncos are missing the why they've been so bad so far scott 
not enough Jalen Virgil. I'm just t- teasing Nick D. He's a Jalen Virgil truther here. Uh, Broncos rough offensive start. Most to blame, I'd probably say Russell Wilson. Run game isn't used much, but he's not even hitting simple passes that 95% of the quarterbacks do hit. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Russell Wilson is the main culprit so far for the Broncos offensive struggles so far this season. Now it's been pretty good, but the, I think the, and maybe we're putting a little bit too much weight on how bad this uh, Colts game was before that. He wasn't this level of horrible, um, but this Colts game was bad. How much of the, I guess the question is for me, they're moving the ball before this, uh, before the indie game, the red zone struggles though. Is that Russell Wilson? Is that an offensive line? Is that Hackett? I mean, we're just, it's everybody. I know that, but where do you, play the most blame i still go offensive line mm-hmm. you know I, I, it's it, when you're into the red zone that's when that's when you the 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 a weak offensive line will tell in the red zone because yes. everything's tighter everything's closer everything happens faster and if you're getting pushback and you cannot run the ball if there's no threat of the run and i can get pressure with three or four guys and drop seven in a coverage it's hard to score yeah. it's it's hard we've been watching this nick we've we've been doing this together for two years now and we went through the falcons last year red zone problems and watching their offensive line just get thrown around like rag dolls and matt ryan gets hell for it i'm like what is matt ryan supposed to do when they're rushing two men and getting to the backfield and they're dropping nine in coverage yeah. uh because because the, the defensive tackles were dropping off and playing a short zone in the red zone. And I got seven DBs and the two ends. This is against the 49ers last year. And the two ends are, are having a, a, a meeting in the backfield and you're rushing two and getting there with nine. And then if you can't run the ball, um, you know, everything is, is from a standstill with, you've got no threat of the run on a, on an option. If I'm going to, you know, hand it off a read option play. And I really don't have a threat of the run from my quarterback position. Now my running back is, is at a standstill. He's trying yeah. to start in, in in that time that it takes me to get the snap and hand it to a guy whose feet aren't moving. The offensive line's been pushed back three yards. So for me, the offensive line is still the biggest culprit in the in the failures of this team of offense so far. Yeah, it's I'd probably put more on the quarterback so far. Um, the offensive line is definitely exacerbating those issues, but we said it coming into the season. Russell Wilson probably does need a run game because the quick game uh, for him is not um, never been a strength of his. It's more of the big game or the down the field pass game. And that's even been a problem so far this season, missing guys uh, deep. Now, granted, again, the arm injury could be leading to more issues there. But uh, right now, the offensive line is definitely a big one. I mean, just at some point, we're going to need to comb through the data here. But 
these are quarterback numbers to me, Scott, like third and third down uh, last week against the Colts, two for 15. Now I know your average yards to go is probably not good, but third down and red zone. Those are quarterback numbers. We already know about the Broncos red zone numbers haven't been good. Uh, we'll have to put those together and kind of really start to peel back that onion. But what's, what's the average across the NFL, like on third and eight and longer, it's like 10%. So yeah. two for 15 is right yep. in part, right in line with that. Yep. You know, part of that's not winning first down, not winning second down. What we talked about last year. Yep. Uh, Ryan coming in saying, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. I personally believe something is going to men- going on mentally for Russell Wilson. Hope he figures it out. Also, we need better offensive line. My goodness. Yeah, it's been a huge issue there. Uh, we had back-to-back uh, supers coming in from Tom. Yep, highly recommend the Kurt Warner video on Russ. Haven't checked that one out yet. Been busy, but uh, it's definitely on the docket. Miguel coming in saying, good morning, fellas. Rough game to be at in terms of football, but my daughter and I had a blast. Well, hell yeah, that's what it's, I mean, that's what it's really about. So glad to hear that you were there, able to enjoy it in uh, Broncos country. I wasn't there, but uh, you can put the blame on me. You can say that I was there in spirit and I'm 0-10 now or whatever it is in games. <laughs> we appreciate it. We had another super coming in from Tom as well. Uh, somewhere on here mentioning, there it is, uh, Scott roughing the passer on Brady, blown call. Check out our Forging the Falcons channel. Uh, we talked about that for a bit today. Yeah, it was a, it was a disgraceful call. Like I said, the, the, the NFL world is pissed off at that call because they're afraid it could happen to them. Um, that was just, it was, it was just tragic. You yeah. know, uh, a team fights back, down 21 nothing, make two stops. There was a holding call on A.J. Terrell on third and five on the previous set of downs that extended it. Um, it was, it was disgraceful, just, just mm-hmm. disgraceful because whether you're a Buccaneers fan or a Falcons fan, you, you sh- we're all football fans and to see a game, I won't say decided, but ended like that was disgraceful. It's, it's absolutely disgraceful. So yeah. that's what I think about that. And let's find Chris, Chris came in orange, uh, coach Chris, there we go. Nick's got him. Yeah. Uh, I love talking about the Broncos, but I wish the content of the conversation was different. Sorry, Coach Chris. Uh, Russ is the least of our worries on this team. So many holes. It's going to be a long season. Still holding out hope. I'm going to have to disagree with you a little bit, Chris. Um, I'm not giving up hope on Russell Wilson, but his level of play in comparison to what you gave up for him, the contract you gave him is uh, not good enough. Now, I've said from the beginning, let's give it eight weeks to see the direction of this team. Uh, But the Broncos' offensive output has been dreadful uh, so far this season. A lot to blame here, but I think Russell Wilson is the probably deserves the most blame right now. Now it's not, like I've said, it's not unsalvageable if that's a word, Uh, but there's things that he's going to have to improve on. He's just, he's missing throws. He's missing timing routes. Uh, KJ Hamler. There's a few plays. There was the one play deep where he was running a got a post uh, from the slot with, I think trips to the left and um, the safety came down and bought a different route. And KJ Hamler. I mean, if you toss that one up there, he runs under it and he's still running today right now. And then obviously the uh, fourth down overtime where he was wide open on the right, doesn't even get a look. So luckily the Broncos have what 11 days uh, from that Thursday game to Monday night. Hopefully they can get a little bit healthy. Hopefully they can get some things working because as much as we love uh, Cortland Sutton and what he's doing right now, you got to let these other weapons as well, who are getting open uh, a chance to shine uh, because then, you know, that's when the offense can really start going and you have a synergistic effect on the rest of the unit. Yeah, I'm I'm not quite uh, on on board with you on this, Chris, but I get what you're coming from. Where you know it says Russ is the least of our worries on this team. It's not the number one worry for me. The offensive line, I just went through all that, and and your your head coach slash offensive coordinator to me are bigger problems, bigger question marks right now than your quarterback. Mm-hmm. If your offensive line is playing better, then it, again, it's hard for me to judge how bad is Nathaniel Hackett. You know, well, 
now this this contradicts myself because you just talked about Hamler. You know, if, if he's scheming guys open and Russ is missing them, like Hamler on that last play, what's the problem there with the red zone offensive play calling? You know, Hamler's wide open on a pretty easy pitch and catch. But the the the, the possibility of losing this team and losing the respect in the locker room for the coach is real. Yeah. It's real. You're a first-time guy and you're getting clowned. These are professionals and they will tune out. They've got contracts and they will play out the duration and wait until next year when they've got somebody new coming in. So yeah, yeah and, uh, he's very much on a one and done path right now. And the other thing is that it's new ownership <clears throat> and this, that totally changes the, the formula here. I mean, George Payton has somebody else to answer to now and Hackett answers to him. So uh, we'll see. And the big question is, and orange coming in one ninety nine, saying what happens in the off season, if we go under 500, definitely a chance that Hackett is uh, elsewhere, but it's not just the 500. That, that is just one point of many factors. You know, where's the locker room at? Is there positive uh, momentum? Is he the one steering the ship? Do you need more of a leadership in the room? Somebody with a little bit more competence. And uh, one thing about the Broncos with the ownership group now is that I don't think they're going to get outbid by anybody for a head coach uh, going forward. There is no salary cap for the head coach. So if the Broncos identify like, Hey, Sean Payton's available. We want to toss him heck money. Uh, and I'm not sure how that works exactly. He might still be under contract with the Saints. He is. He's under contract for two more seasons. So you'd have to come to an agreement with the, uh, the new Orleans saints, but here's $10 million in compensation. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be draft money. You know, it doesn't, yeah. you don't have to, you don't have to trade him for a draft, but you do would have to compensate the new Orleans saints in some way for Sean Payton and money talks. It would end up yeah. going back to like international soccer thing where you deal in cash. Exchange. You don't deal in, <laughs> in players and, and draft you send yeah. money. Yep. You you'd send them. So you'd send them an eight figure check if you wanted Sean Payton. Definitely possible, but we'll see. There's, there's a lot of factors right now. Um, I mean, you talk about the fourth down, like he got the okay to go make the decision. It's, you know, who's in charge here. I could just keep coming back to that. Gary leads Palmer. Good morning, Nick and Scott. I can't say anything good. So I'm just hoping for better days. Go Broncos. Love Broncos country. Good to see you, Gary. Always great to hear from Gary. Also one of our favorites coming in here, Mark Schrader saying good morning, Nick and Scott, uh, Scott and Nick and uh, Mark, hope you're doing well. I know that it's uh, been a rough road for recovery here, but uh, hopefully every day is a little bit better for you. Um, we also got Bama X saying Chubb is the one to watch pretty closely as the trade deadline nears especially if Browning continues to shine and wins start to not stack. I agree with you to an extent, Bama X. The issue with Chubb being traded is that you need to be able to get more than the compensatory pick for him. And given the fact that he is a one-year contract, he'd have to be like traded and then the team would need like to guarantee that they're going to get him back, I think. Uh, I say that, but then you have Von Miller getting a second and third last year. It's just a little different because Von Miller is a different caliber player than Chubb. Chubb is younger, so I think it's more of the long-term perspective with Chubb versus going all in uh, with Von Miller. But Chubb's definitely one to watch as far as getting a big return. I wouldn't be surprised at all if they were at least listening. Uh, if if the, Let's say the Broncos are, what are we, still three weeks from the trade deadline? Yeah, we're, five, say, we're five games in. You know, we're, we're knocking on the door of a third away through the season already. I think November 1st is the trade deadline, so you still have three more games uh, after this one, two, three. Yes. Um, so let's say the Broncos are, what are they right now? Two and three. Let's say they are three and five, probably listening there uh, to some people picking up the phone, big three that you probably get the most return for Chubb would be number one. 
followed by Draymond Jones, followed by Jerry Judy. And sorry, guys, you're looking at rookie contract folks here. Like, oh, trade player X or tra- trade. God, who's somebody that's uh, not on a rookie oh, it's contract? Usually, it's usually this guy sucks. He's overpaid and he's always hurt. Trade him. I always get a kick out of that. I'm like, well, you didn't do much of a sales job on that no. one. You've got to trade stuff you don't want to give up. Yeah. If you want to get a return, you've got to trade things you don't want to get. You don't want to lose. Yep. Uh, some other ones that could be options here. Again, think players on rookie contracts. Those are typically the guys who are moved at that time of year. Maybe you can get a seventh round pick or a sixth round pick for Dalton Reisner. Maybe you can exchange sevenths moving on from Lloyd Cushenberry. Uh, those are the ones that stand out to me. Guys who are close to the end of their rookie contract, but still on their rookie contracts. Uh, but right now, Chubb is playing so good. And Eric and I have disagreed about this one in the chat a little bit. But uh, I think Chubb is playing so well that even though you have Browning emerging as a star, you're paying Grandy Gregory. If you tag Chubb this offseason, that puts you up to a a one-for-one one kind of deal uh, where you can either continue to exercise Randy Gregory's contract or you can move on from Gregory because this deal is essentially a two-year deal and then pay Chubb. So I think that you know the edge rushers right now is probably the identity of the defense, uh, the best part you have going. I'm not looking to move on from Chubb to take away from that strength when you have the ability to retain him, not worry about the comp pick formula, et cetera, et cetera. Unless somebody's at the deadline, you know, offering you a first round pick, then maybe we can have a conversation, but I don't know if that's happening. Tom coming against says hall of quarterback, hall of fame quarterbacks make the line better and the wide receivers. Yeah. And uh new offensive coordinator, new everything. Um, yeah. There's a lot of new in there. And again, I'm, I won't try. I'll try not to keep beating this horse, but we've, we've had our questions about the offensive line for a year. Yeah. Uh, a year. And what changed was the scheme and the coaching, but not the players. And <clears throat> the players haven't improved. Uh, the players have not improved. Yeah. Um, and your, you know, your wide receivers have, have taken a hit. Tim Patrick being out. Um, Noah Fant, what did he catch? 70 passes last year. You know, yeah. that's, that's a loss that you haven't replaced, been able to replace. Um, you know, and, uh, we'll, we'll get to, uh, Jeff, Jeff comes in here. He's got a comment about that as well. Catch up with Jeff in just a moment. Lawrence Rivera coming. He says, what's up? Good morning. I think Russ is going to have his best game this week. Those shots are not nothing nice. The NFL has. So, um, we'll see. We will see. Uh, again, uh, going back to coach Chris's, uh, super, I, I don't think Russell Wilson was your, the biggest problem for this team right now. Um, can he play better? Sure, he can play better. Uh, the offensive line has to play better. And, and that becomes a big question, Nick, is how how is this offensive line going to get better now with your now your starting left tackle? We we said this at the beginning of the year. You and I had this discussion. Other than your quarterback, who is your most indispensable player on this team? I said left tackle. I mm-hmm. said Garrett Bowles because he is the most irreplaceable guy. Um, you know, even when he's given up sacks. I don't feel like they've been on bowls. I feel like they've been on coverage sacks where it's been five-step drop, one, two, ball needs to come out. Instead, it's been five-step drop, one, two, hold, shuffle, sack. Those aren't on bowls. Bowles hasn't been playing that badly. Um, but he hasn't been playing at such a level that he's irreplaceable either. Yeah. So, you know, how when it, when, it, when the line's been that bad, how much are you really going to miss him now? I, I don't know. It's certainly not going to help. I definitely thought he's regressed some this season. Uh, so far, uh, reverting to a little bit of not moving his feet, you know, getting a little bit more grabby. So still, he was your only offensive lineman that had been playing this season that has been playing near an average level. So 
it's tough. Luckily, Calvin Anderson looks a lot more competent at left tackle, but the, yeah, the unit gets worse. I uh, no doubt. And uh, Jeff coming in saying is Dulcich playing this year. I think he could help. I mean, gosh, you know, typically I keep uh, guarding against, you know, rookie tight ends, especially day two ones relying on them. Typically they take a few years to get going, especially one that's been injured and missed most of the off season to this point. But given you've gotten diddly from the tight end position so far, um, you probably can get something from this, this season, even if it is, you know, not a huge uh, return on his play this season, but uh, he should be back here pretty soon. I believe they're going to take him. I, I think they're going to take him off the short-term IR this week, and we might see him get rotated in uh, sparingly uh, this week against the Chargers. So um, you once they return to practice, they have 21 days to make a full-time decision. This is what I have now learned about some of the procedural where he can come back to practice and they have 21 days to either activate him or shell them for the season. So we wouldn't have to be, if you if we get the report that Dulcich has returned to practice, he doesn't have to be removed from IR just yet. He has 21 days before you either have to 53 him or IR him and he's out for the year. And Jeff, uh, appreciate you coming with the stars. Um, I, I agree. You know, we're not asking for the finished product out of Dulcich at this point. We're a- asking for another help as a pass catcher. Can he do that? Yeah. Nick, you know, is, is he going to be a great, inline blocking tight end one that's not what he was drafted for but two can i get him in there and teach him the route tree and have him become uh you know the the bar's been set so low that anything you get out of him will be more than what you're getting and yes he is a competent pass catching threat who Mm -hmm. can help a big target he he can help this team without a doubt in my mind i mean maybe that's a touchdown um in the uh the play that was the Andrew Beck one that bounced off his foot uh, backed away. Maybe Dulcich gets a little bit more separation there uh, than Beck, who is probably the second best athlete at the tight end position for the Broncos right now, which is not great. Uh, So we'll see. It's definitely another option there, but is Russell Wilson going to look for them? I mean, you have guys open right now uh, in this last game and Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler that were just straight up being missed. Um, So I don't know. I digress, but let's talk a little bit more offensive line here. Scott, did you ever watch the show? Uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. I did Maybe not a little too deprived for you. Okay. Um, well, there's a scene where uh, two of the characters, they think uh, somebody's going to try to kill them. So they fake their own death and they run a car full speed into a wall. And one of them, <laughs> it's a hilarious scene. I mean, it's ridiculous, but that's essentially what it looks like this Broncos game. So uh, Broncos game so far this season, trying to run the football. And I see uh, comments coming in here from, Somebody's saying the Broncos need to run shotgun and the Broncos need to not run it on first down. The shotgun quick pass game for Russell Wilson has been dreadful so far this season. I think when the offenses look the best, you've had the most room for him to see over the offensive line in deep play action sets. Uh, when he's been under center, getting that depth behind the offensive line versus the shotgun quick, uh, quick pass game. But if the run game is not working and it is as poor as it has been so far this season for the Broncos teams are not going to respect that play action, especially the rushers. And they're going to say, bet we'll meet you at the quarterback versus, you know, having to play disciplined in our rush lanes uh, against the, the running backs and the run, uh, the run game in general. So I think Russell Wilson is number one for me so far, but after that it's the offensive line and continue to harp on a broken record, but the interior offensive line has been freaking horrible so far this season in the run game. Dalton Reisner, I know that I guess I'll just call you out on this one, Scott. Uh, but um, some of our shows last year, you'd be like, I, why is Dalton Reisner getting a free pass? I'm watching this game 
he's not good. Uh, he's really struggling out there. I don't really understand what this Broncos country is. You know, why is he not getting any uh, blame or critiqued at all? It's time we critique Dalton Reisner. I know he had a good rookie season. I know he's the hometown kid, but he's been playing not very good, especially in the run game. Pass game, he's okay. Uh, run game, horrible. Lloyd Cushenberry is worse than last season. And God bless him. I <laughs> I just give him a break. Graham Glasgow can't move at this point. After the injury, he just... You just can't move, uh, which is what you need of this offense. The interior offensive line has been horrible because of that. You're not getting a lot of respect on the play action because of that. You're constantly third and long because of that. The deep shots and the moving the chains is not really working for Russell Wilson because the play act, uh, just it's, a lot of it comes back to the offensive line, but specifically the run blocking of the unit, which you need to balance what a Russell Wilson offense looks like. I think he, he does need the run game married to him to be the most effective. Yeah, and, you know, looking at next year, you know, we talked about, you know, what are some of the things to look forward to? And no, there's no money. There is money. And what's interesting to me is if you do go to Spot Rack and sort by guard, uh, Dalton Reisner is on about $4 million all in based on his entire, not his, his average salary. But of available free agents, there's only four guys with an average salary over $4 million right now. You can get good offensive line play for $4 million on the interior line. You can go get some good players. There will be money to do that. My question on this, Nick, is, you know, do we just go in, you know, the, the old definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over and expecting a different result. Are you going in? Calvin Anderson, Dalton Reisner, Lloyd Cushenberry, Graham Glasgow, Cam Fleming. Is that your starting five in your next game? Or does this get shaken up at all? I mean, another 10 days, Billy Turner was active. Do we see the mysterious Billy Turner somewhere? Tom Compton, Natane Moody, anything? Where, where are some of the guys being brought in for the practice squad to come in and bring in some extra bodies? Who Who's being signed there? There's, You've got to shake this up somewhere, somehow, just to hold people accountable, for God's sakes. Yeah, and uh, sorry, I guess my offensive or my uh, internet's kind of pulling up the offensive line right now and uh, getting me hit and letting me down a tad. But um, no, yeah, I, you do have to hold some people accountable. I think they just keep waiting, stringing along Quinn Miners to come back uh, before they make the move. And I'm guessing if we don't see Quinn Miners this week, we I have some question marks going uh, going forward. But now you have what is it? The 11 days between the Thursday night to the Monday night game it's time for the offensive line shakeup to happen. If there was a time to implement it, you have this built in mini bye week which is a day longer uh, than you'd expect. You know, most of the time Thursday, it's 10 days. You have a full extra day uh, to get it going. So Billy Turner, what's going on there? Quinn Miners, what's going on there? If there's going to be a shakeup happening, this is when you can implement it uh, right now. So hopefully we see that and it improves. I mean, we're talking about how bad the, uh, the run blocking is right now for the Broncos offensive line. I know that he is a definitely definitely a step back in the pass protection area, but you need to find some sort of identity on the offense. And maybe that is more of the power run game with the play action. Maybe you live with the pass blocking drop back and putting a tiny Moody in there somewhere because you know, he can move guys uh, at the point of attack. I, I, I don't know. Um, but the offensive line right now, it does need a shakeup and what, what they have. have you know, uh, it's like, Oh, well, yeah. he's not as good yeah. at pass protection there. Nobody's good at pass protection right now. They're, they're getting driven back into the lap of your quarterback. It's, I mean, again, even just for accountability, you know, the old phrase, sometimes you got to shoot a hostage. 
you know, somebody, somebody needs to be held accountable on that offensive line of, yeah. you know, Hey, listen, Dalton, I know you've been doing your best out there, but we're going to shake things up this week. You know, keep your head up. could be in next week. What, whatever, something, anything. Yeah. God, I sound like an idiot. I know. But, you know, there's, there's options. There's, there's options on the team. You've got, you've got to, sh- it cannot just, you can't just throw the same four guys out there and then Calvin Anderson at left tackle and expect it to get better. You just can't. An Epic Gamer comes in. Appreciate you coming in green. The super on YouTube. Says, don't the Broncos have the most drop passes in the league? Can't entirely blame, blame Russell. I don't, I don't know if they do or not. I know they got a bunch and it's coming from all over the place. And no, I, I've said before, today, I've said on this podcast, Russell Wilson isn't the number one problem I've got with this offense. Um, you know, I, I think that as the other things we've talked about from off, from offensive line to Nathaniel Hackett, as they improve, you'll see a much better Russell Wilson. But again, your receivers do have to start catching the balls that are hitting them in their hands because it's not just Jerry Judy dropping passes yeah. it's everybody everybody's dropped passes the tight ends also i mean we got to lead the league in tight end drop passes uh but sutton's dropped a couple judy's dropped some hamler hasn't had a chance to drop any because he's had what like one target on the season i was gonna say uh, except kj hamler he might be the one that hasn't dropped a pass yeah um but yeah thank you so much epic gamer for coming in and the support uh we appreciate you also money more coming in here the sham wow money more coming in i'd blame the injury bug but we all saw week one Injury bug doesn't help, and it's also making it really hard for the Broncos to, you know, build on anything when you just keep having to replace uh, players and figure things out. Uh, luckily, again, eleven days here, um, but it sucks. I mean, you mentioned Garrett Bowles being one of the guys that you can't lose this year. It's, they're going to miss him, even though his play was not great. Um, curious to see what happens here. <clears throat> I'm wondering if Garrett Bowles this offseason gets the uh, Graham Glasgow treatment, where the cap hit is dropped, the guarantees are raised to keep him for another season uh, type of contract growth here because he, he has not played uh, to his contract, had not played to his contract this season. Now he's injured. Uh, hopefully it's not one of those things where we get so far from what he was this season. They're like, oh yeah, no, he's he's great. Now we got to bring him back. It can't be worse. You don't want to pay for, you don't want to overpay still if you have the option to move on. No, he's, a, he's on a contract next year that makes him expendable where yep. he's got an 18 million cap hit, which is decent money. You know, he's he's got the number one cap hit for offensive linemen this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it won't be that next year. It'll come down. His cap hit goes from 21 to 18, but his dead cap is at eight. So you got $10 million savings if you decide to move on, uh, from for, which is, you've got flexibility there. Um, yep. I don't think you would. Uh, two years left on a deal. Let's see how he re- returns back. And if you want to extend him and lower your cap it, you still have that option. But the fact you will have options with Garrett Bowles next year, which is a good way to be. And, and money more. It, it, you blame the injury bug, but we all saw week one. I agree. And that, that's what makes it hard to bounce back. That's the scary part of this. It's like we saw week one. We saw some improvements. We've seen improvement with the with the you know the the clock management. Um moving the ball between the twenties pretty well for the most part. Um, but then the injuries just, they, they, they just kind of suck the hope right out of you. You know, you start looking at some of the players like, okay, Quinn Miners has been gone most of the season that hurt Garrett Bowles. Now that hurts Tim Patrick, um, you know, and Ronald Darby, you know, this, that's been the big one for Nick was your depth at corner depth at corner scares me. And Ronald Darby's out for the year now. Speaking of one we may never see in a Denver Broncos uniform again because his contract makes him expendable next season, and he's out for the season. 
Yep. 100%. See Patrick Havner coming in here, silent one. We appreciate you, CPH, uh, coming in and supporting us. Yeah, the off the uh, offensive line's a big issue. And the other thing is, and we talked about it, and it's one that we harped on as well, especially after Tim Patrick went down, is that the receiving options are poor. Now, the Broncos, is this fair to say, Scott, do the Broncos have the worst tight end room in football? It can't It can't be <laughs> it's not, I don't know everybody else's enough, but it's it's got to be close. You just have no options there. And again, I know that a lot of people you know, are ta- talking about what's best with Russell Wilson so far this season. Maybe I'm going to need to bother PFF some to get the uh, aggregate data, um, what the EPA and the efficiency metrics are based on personnel, shotgun versus non-shotgun. But from what I've seen so far this season, I think some of the best looks from Russell Wilson have been the deep uh, play action dropbacks from under center, where then he has even more depth uh, than shotgun. Um, He's further behind the offensive line has a chance to step up and do something. And teams aren't respecting that right now uh, because the the run game is and the offensive line has been uh, so inefficient, Uh, but they got to figure something out. Uh, Maurice coming in here saying who's the most to blame for not executing proper due diligence on Russell Wilson, dropping a fourth of a billion on such damaged goods. I don't know. Did the Broncos get sold a lemon? I mean, I guess that's, I was listening to athletics. Shannon Sharp said something similarly here is uh, did George Payton, you know, not do the homework, just saw the name uh, become available and make the move. Was this a panic reaction after not being able to get Aaron Rodgers in here? I don't know. I mean, t- 10 years from now, we might have a ESPN what, 30 for 30 on this and uh, everything that transpired in uh, this era of, and the coming of age of the, the Walmart Broncos. It's uh, it's George Payton on this one. You know, there, there's your answer. Um, now, I, I think we can all applaud the move, <clears throat> the trade. Um, it was, you know, you needed a quarterback. You, you spent two first rounders on it again. But then, the, then I've already said it. I'll say it one more time, then I'll be done with it. You had two years of control. Let's, let's live together a little bit before we get married. Um, and, and to then turn around and drop a quarter billion dollars with all this newness, I think was a mistake. I, uh, I, I said, I, I said, I wanted patience. I preach patience on both sides. Russell Wilson, before you commit the rest of your career to a, a new team and a franchise, be sure about it. You know, $250 million helps me feel a little bit more sure about 170 guaranteed. I feel pretty good about things now, yeah. but again, you, you're, you're tying, you're hitching your wagon to an, a relative, uh, not even a, not a relative unknown, but, a lot of unknown when it comes to all of the newness here. Uh, Russell Wilson will last longer than Nathaniel Hackett, though. It's easier it's easier to switch coaches than it is quarterbacks with a big old guaranteed contracts. Yeah, it's a uh, it's panic time so far this season, unfortunately. And uh, just to get in more of the Russell Wilson here, I have the EPA per play um, metrics here for the Broncos so far this season. The Broncos quarterback. Uh, that is coming out from, uh, oop, let's back up a little bit. You can let, let me know if you see that on your screen there, but yeah, here's a uh, Broncos so far this season. Uh, obviously we can mess with this a little bit, but the completion percentage, uh, over expected on the X axis and the Y axis EPA per play, uh, so far this season, Russell Wilson in the dropbacks, uh, full win probability, one of the worst quarterbacks in football. And, uh, unfortunately this also comes to me, uh, in this one where I'm seeing this, it was before the season even started. It was over on the athletic po- uh, podcast, Robert Mays and Nate Tice saying Russell Wilson uh, losing athleticism, losing a little bit of arm talent. He's just Baker Mayfield. And uh, that's 
unfortunate uh, to hear that, but so far this season, that graphic indicates that's true. Now, again, Russell Wilson playing with an injury. The interceptions is a big reason that the EPA dropped a ton on that one last week. Um, still plenty of time to figure it out this season and get it going. Uh, Jerry, Judy, KJ Hamler, they got to get those guys involved, uh, but not good uh, through five games. I think we can say that not ready to write the end of the, the book on this, not ready even for the midterm grades, but um, need to need to pull out some good tests uh, going forward on some good pop quizzes uh, to get better through uh, the rest of the season. Wyatt Horning coming in. Oh man, Wyatt, you're going to trigger me on this one. This is a Bronco Hawkeye comment here. I can't, I don't know if I can <laughs> handle it. Uh, I need to pull the mask off Hackett and Russ probably discover it's Brian Ferentz and Spencer Petrus. I wasn't high, high on the season this year due to a lot of new parts. 500 at best, and it's starting to look likely with injuries and poor play. I thought this team, what did I have them at? Nine wins, nine and a half wins, uh, 10 or nine overall. Then the injury started to happen. I always thought it was going to take a little bit of time to get this going, but I didn't expect the Broncos offense to look this inept uh, so far did. this season. I mean, you, you couldn't have, pred- you could not have predicted. Nobody could have predicted this level of badness. What are, whether you thought Russell Wilson was not the Russell Wilson of old or not, no one predicts this level of, of offensive ineptitude. No one. Yeah, it's been rough. Um, and especially when you bring in a new quarterback, you have these weapons that you do enjoy on paper and an offensive-minded head coach. Um, it's been an issue. Uh, so, yeah, Wyatt, um, no more Hawkeye talking here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start crying. I can't handle it <laughs> after this weekend, unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, no, the Broncos' offense has been – struggling so far. Scott, you're putting it mostly on the offensive line. Um, we've kind of talked about it. From, Go from ahead. the things that we can see, yes. from the things that we can see, I think the offensive line is your biggest flat tire right now. Yep. The stuff we can't see is, you know, the the play is, is it is it Nathaniel Hackett and, and is the offensive coordination of this team? You know, that one, I you don't know for sure. Um, <clears throat> but for me, <clears throat> I can't blame it all. I I go, I go offensive line before I go Russell Wilson for sure. I think Russell Wilson's probably number one for me, um, given the the amp, uh, how much he can amplify the improvements here. I mean, it comes down to the quarterback for me in the end. The offensive line is worse than Russell Wilson, but Russell Wilson's impact and play versus expectation is probably number one for me. And uh, we keep coming back here to Nathaniel Hackett. Unfortunately for Hackett, what's the easiest one to change here? Typically, it's the quarterback the easiest to change, but you're married to Wilson for the next four years. Offensive line is scheme and a number of players and health as well. Hackett might be the one who is the most likely to be on the hot seat here and moved uh, at the end of the season if the offensive struggles continue to this level. Yeah, like I said earlier, it's easy. There there should be an overhaul of the offensive line. You're going to have money to do that. Um, you know, if, if, if Bowles comes back, I can go Bowles. But then, you know, we went through about 50 or $60 million in available free agent money. Now you've got to resign some of your own guys and you've got to fill out some, some players that are coming off of free agents that leave. But you need at least two new interior offensive linemen, at least two. Yeah. Um, a center and a guard to come in here and compete. And again, I would try and find a $10 million right tackle. Right tackle and interior offensive line. Well, Scott, uh, we're pushing on uh, 8.30 here, mountain time, so it's time for us to start wrapping it up here. Uh, any final thoughts before we close the book on today's show and uh, start our Mondays? No, I, I'm just kind of hoping that this is the you know the back against the wall type of thing. You know, what, what's, what's this team made of? 
will they rally around their new offensive, uh, you know, their new head coach, or they've got every excuse in the world to pack it in at this point, two and three, the whole freaking team's hurt. Guys are dropping like flies. I'm going to get mine and I'm going to wait for next year. So we'll, we'll find out a lot about the heart of this team and whether or not they're willing to, because this is about the time I said last year that Vic Fangio was a dead man walking because that team quit last year. They quit. There's a lot of the same guys in the locker room. A lot of them. We'll see if they're ready to fight for Nathaniel Hackett or not. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, they got what's until next Monday a week from today, seven days uh, to get it right and get on the right track. Uh, final question uh, for you, Scott, and Wyatt coming in. Any thought on Jules' injury? I'd be shocked if we see Jules this week on week-to-week. Week. Uh, when it's Typically, when it's week-to-week, week, you're not going to play that next game. So it's a, what, knee injury, I think, not a groin. Um, so we'll see. Jules' injury, injuries, man, it's just good, out, good when he's out there, but it's been too much. Um, but alas, uh, any final thoughts before we get on out of here, though, Scott? And is this game against the Chargers next week a must-win? If you want to, again, this it's it, it is a must. It is a must win. Mm. It is. Um, yep. You go. What, what would be dropping to two and four? Um, yeah. And this team, this team would fold up. Um, just you know, final thoughts on this was Mike. Mike came in on Facebook and he's like, you know, they, they things could turn around. Uh, doesn't mean they can't gel and, and win ten games. And that's what we're going to find out, Mike. It's the injuries that make it so scary. Um, you know, it's not just like okay. The it takes some time for this new team to come together. Now you're throwing in new players. It's it's that's that's the hard part, Mike. Is it just all of the newness and and now your top players are dropping like flies. You're losing. You know, like I said, it was bad on Thursday, and then the news got worse over the weekend. Um, you know, not to be just all doom and gloom, but we'll find out a lot about this team, whether they're they're ready to fight or not. Uh, if they have it in them to gel and, and fight despite the the setbacks, because they've got a whole boatload of excuses at the ready if they if they want to pack it in. Big game, man. Biggest game of the season so far, and one where if they want to have playoff aspirations at all, um, they have to win it. And lit Rain Man coming in here, little Rain Man saying, "Stop thinking playoffs." Got to think playoffs, man. This is what you traded for this season. And the AFC West isn't this gauntlet uh, that we thought it would be. The Chiefs are as good as we had feared, but the Raiders, I know we lost them, but Broncos could have had that game. Chargers very injured. I mean, this is this is a chance here. And if you win this one, you you are back to three and three. Keep 500 and maybe get hot there at the end, uh, especially with seven playoff spots. But right now, um, things are... Things are a little bit rough in Broncos country, and it starts with the offense. So hopefully we'll get it figured out. Thank you guys for joining us today. Make sure you're following Scott and I on Twitter. Scott is at Scott Kennedy. I am at Nick Kendall MHH. Also follow us at BFB underscore pod on Twitter and at Mile High Huddle. If you haven't done so yet, join our Facebook community at Facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle and Facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle pod. And as the ticker says underneath, if you're joining us on YouTube today or you have a YouTube account, make sure that you uh, subscribe, like, and share over on there. That's the number one place you can follow us for all these uh, Broncos live streams, both morning shows and evening shows. We're here for you at Mile High Huddle, uh, consistent, and uh, not we're with you with the ups and downs so far this season. Uh, we will see. We won't see you again tonight, but the Huddle Up guys, uh, Chad and Zach, will be on tonight, and uh, Scott and I will be with you again tomorrow morning. But until then, you guys have a great one. Make sure you continue to choose passion and kindness. Can, compassion and kindness come come kindness everyone choose some come kindness uh, appreciate you guys go broncos
Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Good morning, Broncos country. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.